and welcome to another episode of the Mighty Miss Menagerie, or... Before Coulter rudely interrupted me. So then we finished the reach around. Uh-huh. And then... <laughs> and, uh... Wow, entire train of thought and just gone. That's what we oh, look for. I have, like, the intro ready in my head. I'm watching, doing my little dance. Um, all right. With that... <laughs> Tonight we're going to be doing two hours of Wobby on the Witchlight, followed by a spring break and two hours of Zikrarum Zikran Zephyrian Tome. I can never get that name right. It's, it's, a good, just it's good alliteration. I thought you were about one. to say Zoro. It's like, I have one. Nope, nope. Oh my God. DM5. Can we do a Zoro one shot? Like <laughs> yes. an old vest with yeah. like really heavy Spanish no, themes and. Rapiers and letters, but we could do like Noro, so it's like an N. I'm, I'm glad you said rapiers, just saying. <laughs> and on that note, uh, both of those, the Noro one-shot as well as the Candlekeep Mystery at Seeding will be DM'd by our very own Margarita. Dude, you got to come up with this Noro one-shot. <laughs> I'm working on it. We'll schedule for like September. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> well, like our new thing. word, our new word for... Tuesday. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and uh, with all of that out of the way, uh, which was a super um, insightful and uh, cohesive, yeah. coherent introduction, I, so. uh, I would like to turn to something even more cohesive, coherent, uh, and useful, and that is our recapitation. So we just met Argentel. She's the queen of this these group of people, the Korads, and they're like, we're not with the Jabberwock, he is a creature of chaos and cannot be tamed. And we're like, respect. They're like, they're talking about the hag. They call her bitter end. They're like, you guys should go kill the Brigand Rocks. They do her bidding and they terrorize people, which <laughs> we cannot abide. Uh, their Korads also have like a little spy that's like a double agent, Galabdor. He's working in the mines as far as we know. Um, and then if you, there is a way through the mines where you, we can get to Motherhorn. So we're like dancing, having a good time. We learn a special ability, which allows us to control the Korat's hair. Uh, so long rest. It's made out of metal. <laughs> so it's more useful than controlling normal hair. <laughs> generally not made out of metal. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, so we hit the we long rest. We hit the road. We see this little young goblin girl, Spinia. She's like flying a kite, and we're like, "Hey, girl, that's cool. Go fly your kite." And she's like, "No, I want to stop flying this kite, but it won't let me." The kite starts taunting us, and so we're like, "You can't get away with this kite." So we all work together, cut the strings. It falls down, um, and she's like, "Uh, so also my parents are in mother load." My mother horn um so we're like girl you stay in the safe cave here we're gonna go take her down she's like cool thanks uh so we travel some more we go near the lake there's all these rock columns and there's these winged eagle deer things like they're like harrying somebody on the ground and we're like yo cody's like hey can you guys like stop and they're like we're the Greyhawk mummers and we used to be elves and uh, Cody's like, let us negotiate. I'll give you some, some info on how to get back to Hither. 
And then I think Helena stopped paying attention, so I don't remember. Where he <laughs> gave did. them what they wanted the most, the opportunity to perform again. Four idiots. Four idiots. <laughs> Which, it wouldn't really matter. They think everybody's idiots, so that works out just fine. Um, at that point, you all uh, approached Oligarthus as he was coming down from the fifth of the beacons he was attempting to light. Um, it turns out, just for everybody's information, based on the book, he lit those way too fast, but we're going to keep it for continuity's sake. Um, coming down to the beacon, you told him what you did, and he burst out into a cackling laughter, and that is where we ended. So now you are all standing in the twilight around this lake, five of the beacons lit, and him bent over, one hand carefully keeping the branch lit that he's been lighting each of these with, and coming down, heaving from his laughter. Oh. Terribly sorry, that was him. I'm the fashion of me. I just... I'm very grateful. I really can't express no. that enough. No, we all do think strange things in times of stress or <laughs> for stress relief. But that's fine. Yeah, you should see Cody. Yeah, that's true. It's been... I'm not touching myself. So no. what you guys are talking about? Okay. <laughs> I do that sometimes. It's been days, this cycle. I've tried each of the beacons, seeing if perhaps there'd be one of them that they'd just let me start with. I just assumed I'd be here forever. So they've been bothering you continuously for days? Yes. Oh, gosh. It seems anytime I lay down to rest, they do the same, and as soon as I get up and try and sneak away to light another beacon, they have very good hearing. Well, I'm glad we at least got them out of the way. I'm so sorry. What was your name again? Uh, apologies. Uh, Alagarthus? Yes. Hello. Prince. Oh. And I'll curtsy. Weren't we supposed to help a prince do something? I think we were supposed to help this prince light these beacons. Your allies with the knight, the that knight, dandelion, the dandelion knight. Who we could point to? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I don't believe I've ever had the pleasure of your acquaintance. And he, he holds out a hand to the knight um, and shakes it, and then recognizes Gleam. That's who he knew. <laughs> for better or for worse, we're all still here. And correct me if I'm wrong, I'm confused. So the the deer birds had something to do with you? Um, uh, that's a little complicated. I just wanted them to... They... I just wanted to talk to them, honestly. And they kind of got out of hand. <laughs> they were once a... a <coughs> it sounds like you heard a, a troop from, uh, from Greyhawk. Yes, mumblers. Uh, we heard. The mummers were transported here by the hag to perform her theater. Just were brought here by the hag to perform in her theater. They did pantomimes, um, but they were very popular and very talented, and it went a little bit uh, to their head. Mm. So she locked them all in cages, at least that was the last I saw them. They seemed incredibly um, humble to me. I couldn't understand a word they were saying. I was just playing my flute. We were very animated. It was odd that you guys let me go that long. Usually you guys stop me. and You, know, you just seemed like you were having so much fun. <laughs> and 
I think we just went with our instincts that time and I mean it with Kate's flute and my yeah. flute. No, wait, my flute, your lute. Mm -hmm. Yes. So are you all natives of the Fae then? No. Well, with the exception of Percy. You traveled from the material plane to help me. Truthfully, we traveled to defeat the hag. Are you from Toril then? From where? Toril. My people? They have I been gone for long? They sent you here to No. Perhaps I've been so long I've been forgotten. Well, to be fair, uh, my dear uh, love and uh, Kate and myself have been out of the world for about eight years. Mm -hmm. She's um, kept you here that long? No, we were with the Witchlight Carnival. Oh! A, a newfound profession. Um, so, so which kingdom are you with? Maybe we've heard news. Uh, <laughs> sorry, the I smoke heard from that the, one. Uh, the fire gets me sometimes. Uh, from... You know, it's really not polite to interrogate somebody upon first meeting. I can't ask someone where they're from. Is this, is this true? I, I'm, I'm very confused. Metalark. Can I get a history check? Sure. Can I minus ask two. <laughs> Six. I'll I'll try try that place. No. Okay. I remember when I was a child, the card was okay. Oh, no. Thank you. It was great fun. Regardless, your highness, how may we be of service to you? Uh, I think the service has already been rendered. I must simply continue lighting these and hope that there's not another trick up the hag's sleeve. Um, it'll it'll be harder for the hag to have a trick up her sleeve if she has no arms mm. and is mm -hmm. dead. That's true. I'm a well, I don't think the prince is planning on waiting for us to kill the hag. Maybe the prince could help us. We still have to go so, kill the boggle bogs. And, yeah. Um, I mean, and then usually there's a lot of things in between us and the hags. How many beacons are left? Three. Can, could we help him? No. You have to do it. It must be unassisted. The words were clear. Oh. Well, then. Did, oof. did we? I'm going to go. Well, technically, when I stopped. The deer birds. I wasn't attempting to help him. <laughs> Whatever the nearest tower is that's like not lit, I'm gonna go stand in front of the steps or whatever and look like I'm gonna try to block him. I do not want. And then like kind of shift to the side a little bit. Percy. He's pretending like he's trying to stop you in case you're being observed. You can't go this way. Back! No, oh, no! Creature! I'll, like, lean to the side. Oh, no! And he, like, <laughs> sidesteps around you <laughs> and then rushes up the steps. Into solstice. Should we be doing that? <laughs> on the... Didn't seem like he tried very On the blue <laughs> I, like, take out a dart as if I'm, like... Should we attack him? No. <laughs> this is the time to be cool. I am incredibly cold. <laughs> sunlight here. 
What are you all doing while he is lighting his beacon? Uh, I'm kind of just mimicking his actions on the loot. So, like, if he's stepping, I'm like playing it. <laughs> <laughs> he's got soundtrack. a it. Yeah. Yes, I like it's soundtrack. Every time he trips, he's like. <laughs> 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 Do if it helps, this may be the greatest hindrance yet. <laughs> I'm Excellent. I, I would like to keep an eye out for anything else that might be coming to bother him in the skies or whatnot. Sure, go ahead. Yeah, okay. we're going to make a perception check. Fame, but not to tell you about something cool that happened. I want to do the same, but I'm like pretending not to. Like, okay, slide. Okay. okay. Yeah. 25. Okay. Oh, damn. Um, nice. That is uh, 20. Okay, but acknowledge him. Yeah, natural 20. Yes, but you can't. Burr, burr, burr. Feel, but still, you have to okay, acknowledge him. 20. Come back. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank we you. Must, it must be sacred, the nat 20. Absolutely. The skies yeah. are fairly clear from what you can see, but in that deep focus, you can still hear far off in the distance. The working of pickaxes, just barely reaching you. And as you focus on that direction, a crash of lightning strikes and goes right across the sky to one of those huge lightning rods on a hill above this cavern, crater rather, and off to Motherhorn. Thunderbolt and lightning, very, very frightening. How far away is that lightning rod from us? Um, it's, a, I'd say, about a mile. Okay. You could just see it really well because it's at the top of the... I wonder what those do. Plus, the the dimensions of the Feywild are incomprehensible because they use um, walkers. That's why you can never know where anything is. They don't use Feylanders? No. As you all continue to keep an eye out and pretend to hinder him, he gets the last... Two of the beacons lit after that one. Oh no, we've been thwarted. Shoot. I, I couldn't appreciate all of your continued help. I think it's just that nobody could like help me light them, but this is really a good fail save just in case. And oh, oh no! As you I would like to slide of hand the torch out of his hand. <laughs> well they're all lit now. <laughs> uh, can I still do it? Sure. Uh, I'm, my character sheet open. I'm sorry, guys. It is so early for Rio. <laughs> I would like to point out that as he got the last one, I did like the big rock ending on the loot. <laughs> to 23. You saw him like at the top of the thing, like shaking as though. Yeah. Um, yeah, you were able to take it right out of his hands. So I hold it to still lit behind my back, and I go, "Oh no! How will you ever complete your task now?" And I like wink at Percy. As you do that, and he looks at you confused, beneath the light of all the beacons. Go ahead. If he's holding it behind his back, is anything going to catch on fire? That's what I was thinking. So far not, but there is smoke coming up from the <laughs> um, As you hold that behind your back, and he seems to not have noticed that it's been removed from his hands, beneath the light of all the beacons, you see reflected in the mirror-like surface of the lake a forest of ancient trees shrouded in mist. Alagartha spows to you, then leaps into the lake. Don't drown! As he plunges into the water, ripples fan out across the surface, and after a moment, the forest scene fades away, and the beacons go out, one by one. I told you we just needed to find a big enough mirror! Look at that! 
<laughs> so do you think is his hat on fire yet? <laughs> no, I'm I'm now no, like, my own with this. With and there's like sparks coming off of it and like landing onto the ground. Several of you have to kind of move a little bit back as he's waving the fire at each of you. Cody does an elaborate celebration as he has been proven right that we are trapped in a mirror and you just need a bigger mirror to get out. Okay, but Cody, do you think that we need to light these beacons and it will... No, 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 because well, we have to kill the hags. That's not what I'm saying. But my theory's right. I just had it backwards. Not only are we trapped in the mirror, but we're very small. So we need a big mirror because the, obviously we've gotten smaller. So to get back into our mirror, it needs to be a big mirror so that we can get back to our world. I put one foot into the water. Just no, 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 no. We gotta kill the hag. Don't get lost. Take my foot out and shake it. Do you do the hokey pokey then? Turn, Turn yourself around, around. absolutely. That's what's Thank like, you. When you look in your reflection in the first world, it's the same size as you, but like you lose mass every time because, you know, magical shenanigans. And so we're like three mirrors deep at this point. So it would have to be a rather large mirror. <laughs> Percy just flying and just caresses his face. I wonder. Whereas I look over to Cade and I start saying, "It's an awful. He's starting to make sense." <laughs> I fear we've been here longer than we feel. <laughs> to the mines. To the mine? Yeah. Do we want to kill the cyclops real quick? Where is the cyclops? Uh, oh, it's Dandelion's name. Not Dandelion. Dandelion's Knight's name. I need a I need a Rolodex. Not Talavar, is it? Uh, no, no Talavar it's Amador. 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 Are we close to the Queen's Hive? Well. Just looks around. Just the flower turning different directions. North? And Gleam taps above the shoulder and moves his hand. He's like you. You're like what? Never mind. You have impossible direction sense. I don't. Yes, you do. Which direction would you come from? That way? No. No. And Cody points behind him. See, I'm facing forward, so I I came from. You get that, right? But if you're facing that way, we came from the opposite way. Yeah, and you pointed in a different direction. If you wish That's... to free my lady, mm. I see no nobler cause. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can think of no nobler cause. And we want to get it accomplished before we fall into a really big mirror now that we know how to get home. So, Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can't even bathe. Well, That's you can true. bathe in a I... small space, no, just not can... a large space. Well, we you know I like bathe. to feel the water against my most every inch. Yes, you told me in many every times. Open, yes, every new water we come to. It's very important. And it has to be a large body of water because you need to feel the moon caressing your body like a sensual lover. Mm-hmm. Yes. Solstice is starting to make sense, too. <laughs> Stop acknowledging it! Well, shall we? Let's shout. Let us go. This, this is an excellent day to start. <laughs> I imagine it'd be easier than a Biclops. Why? Unless they have one less resource. Yeah. <laughs> I can see that it would be easier. 
Why would having only one eye make you... Or a triclops. Or a triclops. I'm not encountering a triclops. What? No one's going to move forward out of this area, going through the wending hilltops around in the direction that. So you're saying the more eyes you have, the more deeps you can perceive? Amador has generally pointed with the assistance of Glee. Um, remind me of everyone's passive perceptions. Terrible. Uh, 15? 15. Does that mean spiders, if they're always looking at like some deep unknown yeah. realm? <laughs> Actually, hope. Oh. Well, you told us you almost touched the void of, of nothingness. Um, that is true, but I wasn't just—I wasn't a spider at that time. No, no, but because you've been a spider, you know how to look for it. Perhaps. I've never been a spider myself. I was a squirrel once. As this conversation happens, you're going through a particularly narrow section of this trail, uh, with the walls kind of coming up on either side. Jeltra, you are the only one to notice. That at the back of the group, mm-hmm. closer to where you're standing, mm-hmm. are two short shadows that don't seem to be attached to any of your party. Children, you're not paying attention. I asked you a question. Looking closer at them, they appear to be shaped like goblins. Oh, I wonder how... God, what was her name again? The little goblin girl. That's just... Sen- Insert goblin Sen- name. Spenya. I wonder how Spenya is getting along, and if any of her people have found her yet. I gesture like spastically Can with make my an head. an insight check to see if <laughs> yes. I understand what she's trying to say? Sure, go ahead. It's <laughs> terrible for a young lady to have to deal with such discrimination. They seem to be moving just like they're regularly walking. Okay. Like, almost trying to match the party. 17? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I notice them now? Uh, you get where she's like looking at and can see them. So I will look out of like the corner of my eye using my roguelike uh, abilities, notice them, and then cast fairy fire on them. <laughs> on the shadows? Yeah. Okay. <gasps> so they get a save. <laughs> Dex save. Is that blue? <laughs> it did kind of sound like blue. Yes. So that'll be um, an uh, 11 and a 19. The 19 makes it the 11, does not. One of the shadows is ringed in sparkles on the crest. Sparkles. What? Oh! I immediately put my hands on my hips. Is that? I thought that would kill them. They kill what? To kill them. There's, they belong to someone. Can shadow? Can 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 shadows hear you? I mean, pro. I'll throw a dart at the one that's However, oh, geez. Okay. I just don't know if I can kill them. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, go ahead and roll to attack. I'm guessing this is the work of, of the hag here. She likes to keep shadows. Oh, this is nat 20 and a nat 1. What are the odds of that? <laughs> but it was with advantage, so it is a nat 20, to be clear. <laughs> the second one. That'll hit, yeah. All right. Did I mention that I was sharpshooting? It's because we respected the first one. <laughs> respected at 20. Any math magis- magicians watching, the chances of Rio rolling a 20 and a 1 with two rolls of the dice is 1 in 400, right? We're going to have to randomly mull again, yeah. Well, and I love that you called them math magicians because that is accurate. Mm-hmm. Okay, somebody help me with. I need a math magician. Um, 
Twelve plus four. Sixteen. Plus six. Twenty-two. Twenty-two. Plus ten. Thirty-two. Right. I really hope I'm not killing this kid's parents right now. And then ten. Okay. Plus three. Forty-five. Plus one. Forty-six. I feel like we made a TikTok about this. Yeah. Having flashbacks. We did make a TikTok. Yeah. And I was the the same one. Yeah. (laughs) The dart lands squarely in the ground into that shadow, and you see blood in the shadow itself, just like. It illuminated as if it was happening to a person that you were now seeing light cast through. Spray out into the ground as that shadow, like, and then all of the darkness comes together oh, and dissolves. No. And the other shadow goes, <laughs> and turns and runs. Why? I pull out my second dart. No, <laughs> they were supposed to help us, I bet. Well, I didn't know. <laughs> Cody Lilac, Destroyer of Shadows. <laughs> Why did you just attack it? Why did you just orphan a little goblin? Okay, that that's meta. <laughs> uh, what can I do? I'm like, no, stop! And I will... I'm going to wild... Can I, can I add a message to it? Yeah. I'm oh my god, scared. I'm so sorry. <laughs> It's a shadow. I don't know if it's going to respond. No response. I'd just like to point out that it doesn't look so ridiculous to throw a dart at a shadow now, does it? <laughs> Why did well, you just attack it? You need to be more careful. Well, I had to... They belong to someone. Well, I just had to see if we could harm it. Well, why? Because the shag we're fighting enslaves people's shadows. But how do we know it was evil? I'm gonna throw that dart at that one. Is it still within 60 feet? No. Oh my God. That one is gone. <laughs> it slipped into a crevice. A crevasse? Yes. I want to run back as wherever I might have seen it go and just. I'm really sorry. I'd like to search the shadows. Hello. Could try healing. Is the other shadow still there? It's nothing. There's nothing there. No, it's just like dissolved. It's just a pool of blood. Just to point out, Gleam told us that she steals your shadow and then enslaves it. Yes. To be fair, more than likely they were minions. Well. Possibly unwilling minions. I'm not quite set on how that side works. I mean, you could have maybe gotten your shadow back. Oh, but those are much too short to be mine. Well, I... That's true. Maybe they were standing near like a really low fire. They looked... Well, and that's why I brought up Oh gosh, her name. Spinda. Fenia. Fenia. <laughs> That's why I brought up Fenia. They look like goblins. There are a fairly large population of goblins here. The Just likelihood that they're related to them is, I mean, at least one in a hundred. I would just like to point out there's a 50 50 chance that I either A, Killed an innocent man or woman, or B stopped the hag from spying on us. You made a call, and I can respect it. So it, it's a 50-50 chance. Whether those people will now never have a shadow again is possible. Whether that's bad, it's also a 50-50 chance. 
I mean, you seem to be doing fine. I can't re-enter any sort of Fae society, but perhaps when I go home, if I go home... You could get a prosthetic. Oh. Uh, How do you... A glamour? Yes, yes, that's what I was thinking of. I was thinking if I had a spell where I could cast a shadow using magic for her, but I don't think I have one. Damn you, Ranger. This is why Ranger's the worst class. I didn't have the spell I wanted in the exact moment that I needed it. <laughs> As you're having this discussion, you hear down this pathway a loud sound. One of a large creature rumbling along as it calls out, what is that? Polinella. Oh. Okay. What? Oh. Okay. Be wary. Oh. Well, that may be our villain. <gasps> Hello, is that our villain? Polinella? Mm-hmm. How many eyes do you have? Finding out if that's the Cyclops. I would like to cast Speak with Animals and then Speak in B to try and deceive the Cyclops. We don't even know if it is a Cyclops. That's why I'm trying to determine. (laughs) Go ahead. Okay, so Deception, Performance. Uh, (laughs) Performance. Can I have Advantage? (laughs) You sure. may. You. Um, it worked. It doesn't mean anything. Though. <laughs> <laughs> the DM just gives you something. Sixteen. Let's uh, let's see here. Oh, also, thank you for making a performance and not deception, because I'm not good at deception. I spent most of my life not lying, but Great. being an actor, I have done. It was a what? Sixteen. Fifteen. All right. And then, to be clear, for my plan, I moved away from the group so that he comes after me and not the the actual I, I move with you and yeah. start. So I'm thinking, like, maybe you guys run over to this group of rocks and then, like, we ran over here. You didn't tell us that. Well, you saw me and Solstice run over here towards the north or closer to the creature. And then I said in B, like, get somewhere safe. <laughs> I don't know. We don't understand B. Oh, no, B's talked by dancing, so it was a lot of like. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing. So all of them are still just standing out in the middle because <laughs> you two run to one side. Fine, I will also cast Speak with Animals then, <laughs> so I can figure out what the heck is going on. And then as soon as your spell comes into effect, I'm like, <laughs> like why aren't you hiding? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to hide. It's we just a cyclops. I've not encountered. I've heard stories about cyclopses, and usually they're large, and sometimes not friendly. And something that's going to take over. Let's just go hide. I, I you give heard me a minute. Stories of friendly cyclopses. <laughs> I just Rainy encountered a lot of things. <laughs> I has go ahead. I was going to say, can I use my uh, spirit table and recall an ancestor that 
was visited by a cyclops. Mm-hmm. Let's see what other tail I get. That's the longest. Hey, can I use one of my abilities? <laughs> uh, I like the description. It was a nine. Yes. So what is on? I have to use my bardic. So there. And then let me find a bard at the table because it's not in D and D. It's a tiny thing. There it is, indeed, indeed. What is this? It's vision table. You know, I really am proud of Jeltra. She's coming along quite nicely. We stopped trying to sleep with her. I didn't mean that. I mean, I meant in battle. Oh. It doesn't seem to like it. Indeed. And why it is admirable that she improves herself in the Serena. I tell you the story of a cousin, Linda, who was struck by lightning and every creature around it uh, took damage. Oh, no. I got Tale of the Brute. Oh yes, darling, it was terrible, but at least that bitch Marie got what was coming. So who's the, the Cyclops in this story? Marie or your Aunt Linda? Um... <laughs> uh, so does that mean that his heron gone uncle got it with Aunt Linda the Cyclops? If that's what happened? Yeah, that's how. Trying to figure out how this. Was so is there a bunclops out there somewhere? Oh, uh, basically the normal heron gone is just one ear. Clops. <laughs> As you look up at what is your aunt who does only have one ear, uh, trying to figure out how all of this worked, or if she just lost it in the lightning, a giant brute comes rumbling around the corner, led forward by a swarm of bees. Oh, it's a big boy, and he's. Looking around behind each of the rocks, shouting, Polinella! Polinella! And then he'll mumble something in a language that none of you seem to understand. And then he stops. Uh, Does anybody speak giant? Bold of you to see. No. Yep. That's not a primordial dialect, is it? Are the two of you hiding? Uh, Solstice just yelled out, He's a large brute, yeah. so I think we're obvious. To be, to be, to be honest. The Cyclops, who <laughs> I love his outfit, so we'll go ahead and look at my lump real quick. Show us the art. Oh, look at his apiary suit. That's pretty cool. Woody has a moment as he looks at this creature who is lovingly caring for a beehive. There's uh, a moment where he's like, are we doing the wrong thing? <laughs> like it's just probably, a shadow right now. Polinella just not understanding the situation. Like maybe she's just a rebellious princess or something. As, you can use your words and no, talk about this. Oh, okay. As uh, as you both are out in the open with Tempest having just yelled, uh, Solstice having just yelled, um, Maudlum turns to you and aggressively and giant yells. <laughs> I'm afraid we don't understand you. Do you know any other languages? And then I will aggressively yell back in B, Speak common! <laughs> yes, I'm afraid she's not interested in joining you again, so if you will take your leave. 
It is, will, it is best to respect a lady's wishes. I will look him straight in the eye and tell him that I am Polinella in B. <gasps> he does not speak B. <laughs> he <laughs> stamps the staff he's holding that has the beehive at the end of it, and you hear an angry buzzing <gasps> as another swarm of bees oh, emerges no. from it. I will turn my swarm into a swarm of bees. Roll for initiative. Oh, I can't make a diplomacy okay. check with the bees. <laughs> he doesn't speak bee. No, no, for the bees, I meant. Oh. They're not real bees. <laughs> Are they orbies? Yes. <laughs> Just <laughs> like fall on the ground a little bit. <laughs> 17. Quick, no one put any water near them. <laughs> or ruin the plumbing. <laughs> All right. 11. 14. 18. 10. And let's see what our good friends over here got. Don't you just love it? I love the, the frame for Jan. It reminds me of like old Hollywood mm. hotels. Mm. That's what I was going for. That's the vibe I was getting. It's Bioshock. Yeah. With the appropriate amount of people who wield bees as weapons. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not wrong. <laughs> All right. So that means, Cody, you're up first. Hmm. Can I, if I, I want to only do this if it's reflexive. Okay. Can I make a reflexive insight check to see if maybe this guy is actually a fantastic bee father and Polino is just a willful teen? Go ahead. Okay. Roll family history. 12 uh, plus Familial 3, 15. Mm. 15. It is clear that he cares about the bees. The bees are not free. Okay, so the bees are enslaved, but he loves his slaves, essentially. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. But we don't speak giant, and no one has a way of speaking to him, right? Mm -hmm. Then murder is our only recourse. I'm <laughs> I, I have an inch of stick. You. Yeah. <laughs> but you're wise. I am wise, but if we can't talk to him and he's enslaving people, I feel like you killed that. Are thing. people bees? Or are bees yes. people? Hold on. We're traveling with a bee. <laughs> you turn into animals. But she's a bee. I know. I know. <laughs> Okay. So I'm going to attempt three sharp shots on the Cyclops. Okay. Sharp shot one! Why am I rolling with advantage? Do I have advantage? No. No. Alright, so that's a that one of the first one, so ignore that. Uh, 18 plus 9. That'll hit. Well, minus 5. Plus uh, 22. That'll hit. Last attack is it that 2, so ignore that as well. Ten, fourteen, eighteen, twenty-eight, and he is now hunter's marked. Okay, twenty-eight. Yes. He goes. 
Nobody knows. Well, so now you know the word no. <laughs> Isn't it the same in giant and common? I don't, it's the same in yeah. most languages. Wait, yeah. como están? <laughs> no? Okay. Yeah. What other languages have no like that's the same? Europe. Ooh. How far can I get? How right. close can I get to them? Um, can I also move behind Solstice? Because that's where I prefer to be. Which one are you? Um, nope, that one. That one? The bunny. You're so you, like using your full movement or just 30? Uh, 30 is my normal. Well, is that, a, there? is that a column that would he have to run around it? Mm. Unfortunately. Like, it's an overhang, so you guys are beneath oh, it. Oh, okay. Overhang. Okay. Yeah. And then how close are they? How close are what? How close is this first swarm? Swarm. If I use a bonus action to get closer, can I still... Can't you jump as a bonus action? I can jump 15 feet. I was like, can't you do that as a bonus action? Mm-hmm. I would like to do that. So, that would put you within, what, 35 feet? How close uh, do you need to be? I need to be 30 feet. So, maybe I don't jump, maybe I just double move. Well, can you double move and then still do it? What are you trying to do? I'm trying to strike the giant with lightning. You have to be within 30 feet? Mm-hmm. What spell? Uh, my Tales of the Bard. Oh! Tales Tale of the Brute, specifically. Tales. Each creature of the target's choice that can see within 30 feet of it must make a strength saving throw. Like his aunt. Mm. I was listening. So that would put you there if you dashed. Perfect. And then I will target <laughs> and target the bees, telling them about my aunt Linda who got struck by lightning. Mm-hmm. So I guess they all have to make a strength saving throw. Uh, just the two swarms, or all three of them? Oh. Is it within five feet of the creature you hit? Each creature of the target's choice, it can see within thirty feet of it, oh, okay. or am I the target? Wait, what spell is this? It's his bardic ability. ability. Read it. Just read it out. Each creature of the target's choice, it can see within 30 feet of it, must make a strength saving throw. Each creature of the target's choice? Yeah. So it's targeted on you? So I guess I'm targeted. I guess I'm the creature, and I can see them, and they're within 30 feet. Yes. So they always make a strength saving throw. throw. Okay. Uh, Are any of us within 30 feet? Because we are creatures. Oh, but it's creatures of your choice. Yes. Okay. Okay, so... Both swarms of bees, uh, it's a 5 and a 10, and the Cyclops is a 16. What is my spell save? I don't know. What is your spell save? 15. Mm-hmm. So both of the bees are affected and not Mudlump. Uh, Mudlump will take. Mm, excellent. Tell me what they take. Uh, the bees are not prone. <laughs> Just... So they fall to the ground. Yeah. Are they swarms, Coulter? They are. I think swarms are immune to prone. Yeah. <laughs> well, you try to have fun one time. Yep. Uh, so they take seven and Mudlump takes three. Whip that one. As you hear Amador call from behind, Do not hurt my in-laws! Yeah, this is what I get for trying to take advantage of the cool bar table I get to Wait, use. Wait, in-laws? My queen. My family. 
But I asked you specifically if it was a sexual relationship and you said no. It is love. He just sex met I'm confused. Didn't I ask him if he was in love with the bee and he said no? He thinks of all. So being around our burning passionate love and Nicade and Jeltra's burning unrequited love awoken love within him. Percy, you're up. <laughs> um, well, I don't know if I should do it. I'm going to take a silence. It's the answer. Kate, I think we should fight the big guy and not the swarms. I think we're trying to not kill the bees. I I tried. I mean, look at how few flowers are around here. I don't. I think the bees they, they need to be alive. <laughs> These are majestic. Um, we're gonna. This is you said this is an overhang, right? Yes. Okay, I'm gonna. Bring in swing. Okay. Bolt, sorry. And, um, the people can't hear all whispers. For the best. This is an underhang here, overhang? Yes. And we're gonna right there. And I'm going to shoot, because I think I'm now less than 80 feet away. Yep. So. Or, uh, 16? That will hit. Okay. Oh, I got there twice now. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> um, that's 8 damage. And then second shot is a uh, 25. That'll hit. And so that's seven damage. And it is magical if that matters. It's does not. Okay. We will take that. Um, Fantastic. And then... What's his name? Can he dash? You think he can? If you use your bonus action. Yeah. Actually, yeah, so he's gonna go. I think it was like there. Excellent. That's me. Right. We are down to Mud Lump. He is going to move up to the closest target he can see. His poor depth perception making it difficult to perceive where everything is coming from. Uh oh. And go ahead. I knew it! Two attacks. Oh no. Does a 13 hit? Uh, I actually don't think so. Does a 22 hit? Ooh. It sure does. He swings the club the first time, misjudging your height really? as you duck, the wind blowing your ears across, and he pulls back on the second swing and the 17 bludgeoning damage Ooh. as it connects with your body. Though you can hear the buzzing of the bees as the club hits you, and more of them come spilling out of it to the sides and then come sucking back in. Does he take additional bee damage? He does not. Oh, fuck. Vinny, why do you want bee damage? Well, I invented the concept of spider damage in one of my home games. Oh, that's right. There there would be bee damage. Because there was custard damage in this game, so I was like, maybe there will be bee damage. damage. Jelter, you're up. Okay. 
So, how far away am I from the bees right now? Yeah, Linda is very disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> from the uh, bees? Yes, from the swarms of bees. 80 feet. a lot of feet. Okay. And 95 feet. Okay, thank you. And then I will... You are 70 feet or 65 feet away yeah. from Mudlum. All right, so I would like to move up 20 feet. Well, I'm going to run 20 feet forward. And then I would like to tell the bees. Right there. Yeah. yeah, that's good. That'll be good. Um, I'm going to shout at the bees. Just, just try and stay out of it. Because I have I also have uh, speak with the animals up. So I am buzzing at the bees. Try and stay out of it. Go ahead and roll a persuasion check. Okay. Oof. This one persuasion. Mm-mm. Eight. Okay. They might have a terrible insight. That's, yeah. <laughs> and then I will cast Flaming Sphere. Get out of here. I'm about to kill all of you. No. <laughs> Where are you going to cast? I want to cast Flaming Sphere to what would be the north of Mudlum. Okay. So it's only a five foot diameter sphere of fire. He's fine. Only. Yeah. yeah, so it's just a big old five foot of fire. I've got a couple of ideas of what I want. One is to try and hurt Mudlump, but at the same time, also, some of the smoke might get to the beads and calm them down. So that's what I am The smoke from his moldering corpse. Yeah. And the beads would make a deck save? Yeah. See, so that's what I'm talking about. They get outside the box. And a creature ending its turn, well, ending its turn within five feet of the sphere must make a deck saving throw. No, so no. So a five foot diameter sphere of fire appears in an unoccupied space of your choice within range and lasts for the duration. Um, when I move the sphere, which I haven't done yet. So, yeah, and this is only at base level, so at second level. Okay. So. All right. It is next to him. Okay. So there's fire on the side of him. Moved, spelled. Tried to talk. That's all I can do. All right. That's Solstice. Okay. Two shots. Um, that's going to be a 16 and a 7. 16 will hit. Ready. It's going to be 4 plus 1, 5 damage. And then I'd like to go 30 feet and... Mudlump's Directione! Probably not next to the fire. Do you want to stay 10 feet back so you, he's still within your reach? Uh, yeah, I didn't think I was so close to him. <laughs> I guess he moved, maybe that's why I thought yeah. he was farther away. Um, so yeah, within 10 feet, but is there like an aura of fire around him? It's here? only if you end it's right here. next to it. Within 5 feet of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. It is now Amador. He lovingly takes Polinella from his shoulder and sets her upon Gleam's shoulder as he bows to her and rushes into battle. Oh, hush, I let you guys do all sorts of shit. <laughs> Don't fuck with the DM. 
It just only seems that the six second rule applies to my turns. <laughs> yes, I lost you. your turn. <laughs> All right, that is going to bring us back to the top of the round with Cody. Uh, seems like a lot for six seconds. See? This is exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, I got him Hunter's Mark, so my Bracers of Archery on. I'm just going to attempt three sharp shots. It's what I built him to do, right? Might as well do it. <laughs> okay, so 15 plus 9 minus 5. So 15 hits. plus 4. Uh, 16 plus 4. Hits. Uh, 8 plus 4? Does not oh, hit. So that's 1d4. Can I have a d4? I love my light and my sky. d6. And it's this plus 8. So 4, 5, 10, 18 plus 10, 28 for the first one. And this is against the giant whose name I can't remember. Mudlum. Mudlum. 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 plus 10, 21 for the second one. He is not looking happy right now. I see and wild swings it around. Can you imagine? Hey, <laughs> bud, you're up. <laughs> Ooh, you guys won't let me multi-class this turn or I 100% would have. This turn? <laughs> this, this, this campaign. campaign. We never said you couldn't. I made a promise, a solemn vow that you I would multi-class Cody. That has nothing to do with us. You made that promise. It's so hard. You're up here. But just scratch. So <laughs> Can I, after I finally regained my breath, after getting smacked by him, uh, to start whispering a discordant melody and cast uh, dissonant whispers. Okay. Ooh. Can it make a wisdom save, please? Twelve. It fails. So it's going to take three d six psychic damage and run away. Thirty six. Three d six, maybe thirty six. We don't really know. That seems like a lot for six seconds. <laughs> Talking the free action. 10, uh, 12 psychic damage. And then he has to run his full moon away from you, right? Isn't if he uses his reaction. Oh. If he has one. DM, mm -hmm. would this be considered a forced movement? Or yes. Not? So no AOO? Attack of opportunity. Ah! Runs away. It is forced movement. <laughs> All right, that will be anything else on your turn. Uh, I'm going to put my hands on my knees as I continue to try to get my breath after getting smacked for over half my damage. Oof. Cade, move backward. Okay, and then I'll <laughs> use my movement to step a few steps back. Yes, hide behind the dandelion. <laughs> <laughs> You want to be like there? Uh, I'll be between uh, the dandelion and as well. Okay. So then that will bring us down to Percy. Okay, Percy's going to shoot because I'm only seven. Actually, I'm going to move up next to. If I want to do that, I'm going to move like here. Remember, you can fly. I know I can. But he doesn't think of it on his own. Why did you fly? 
He's got perfect oh, good I with me. I just want to shoot him overcome his PTSD. Seems like a lot for six seconds. <laughs> Why is it when I tell a joke, it is used against me forever? <laughs> Uh, 25 and, uh, 4, to, uh, 13. 25 and 13 is not. Okay. Oh, 11 damage. Ooh, okay, yeah, he's looking, looking real bad. Um, real, real bad. 15, 20, 25, 30. He shouldn't have come into our line. I was going to go there. Oh, no. All this movement. Okay. Um, and that is it. Wait, wait, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> wait, was that 45? Didn't it say it's past? Where did I? No. I don't see um, it. Oh. What? It's actually 40 feet there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, so I can't attack. Our next t-shirt's gonna be that seems like more than six seconds. <laughs> you know, um, we need to, to open a store before we can do that. <laughs> 16 to hit. Double hit. Okay. A big fan. Sure 10 force damage. Oh, God. He's barely holding on. Okay. Oh. It's his turn. Destroy Gospel. He is going to. Is he still frightened? Yeah, we can't move closer at all. Okay. Oh, and then he also has disadvantage on his attacks because he can see Cade. Okay, with disadvantage, does a 14 or an 18 hit Cosmo? Yeah, I think. 14 should. 18 hits. That'll be 19 bludgeoning damage as the club comes slamming down onto him. And the bees (laughs) come forward. Cosmo's going to list to the left now. He's having a course. (laughs) Okay. uh, Hey, Kate, does an eight hit you? No. Hey, Solstice, does seven hit you? Okay, the bees just come at you and go... Are they saying anything in particular? Uh, that you can hear? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I can also hear them. We don't know what we're doing, but this is scary, and you're loud, and we're here! Yeah. I, I buzz back. <laughs> and I that was a fan. Whoa! <laughs> and uh, this one ends its turn within five feet of that. So how much damage does it take, Daltra? Um. Okay, it does a... Oh, dex, I need a dex save. I go, Jeltra, I'm sorry. Tell them I'm sorry. I didn't mean to Um, That meets. Okay. So you're good. All right. So that is going to bring us to Jeltra. Half as much. Sorry. Why'd you do that? Nine. Call off the bees. There's several half bees nine, like nine, falling four. into the fire four. as the swarm gets a little bit lower. It would take four. Um, several of them you turn to you as they die and then B go, you did this. <laughs> they don't. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, but that will bring us to your turn. Okay. Um, I would like to move. Hold on. I'm going to need to move closer so that I can control the sw- or the fire, I think. I think I still have to be within 60 feet of it. So this would be 30, I, let's go diagonal. Okay, right there. Yeah. And then I want to move the fire. Two, two, three, two, three, two, three, two, three, 
Yes, straight to his ass. That's exactly Phil Aiming's fear. If we did 30, that'd be 30, I want to ram into him. Okay. Um, if you ram the sphere into a creature, that creature must make the saving throw against the sphere damage. Is that a dex? Yeah. 17? Makes it. So, so it takes half damage. Dexterous Cyclops. We're going to do Plus that. zero. These guys. Eight. So four damage there. Yeah. <laughs> It has slammed <laughs> into him, and he, you see the light in his eye go out as he falls onto the flaming sphere, and his clothes catch fire and begins to smoke. Can I ash. run up and save the hive? I'll use Zephyr Strike if I need to. Go ahead. As soon as I see him fall on it, I will let go of concentration okay. on that spell. Well, he's still on fire. Well, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. You are out of combat as Cody rushes to save the hive, and the other bees kind of buzz in place, not sure what to do now. I hold up the hive and then bee and go, I am now your king. I'm just kidding. Gleam steps out from under the overhang with Polinella in her hands as the very large bee begins to take flight, getting closer to the hives. All of them come and swarm around her in a circle as they have found their queen once more. Mm. Cody, with you holding the stick, I they all begin to wind their way back into their hive. Oh, it's beautiful. I was going to say, how large is that stick, though? Because if it was, like, it is, it is a cyclops size, like so it is, yeah, big. Um, Cody immediately gets super emotional, makes eye contact with Ampador, and goes, but you love. but a servant of a worthy queen. Her people are what matter. You fell in love with her. And he that love, my lady, will never die. He can continue to guard her. I promise you, Empador, one day I will return here, the ability to turn you into a bee. I'm very happy as a dandelion. I would like to see how many... Mm-hmm. I'd like to see how many of the bees are starting to fly around him. Being uh, as this is probably the only flower source in the area. Oh yeah, like once they're settled, a lot of them like land and go back, and he doesn't really seem to notice as they right. kind of go in and out of his leaves and his foliage. Yeah. So is it's a symbiotic or flower gang. Then <laughs> it is just them enjoying their new friend. Right. Yeah. Um, presently, all of you are standing over the smoldering body of. My lump, the Cyclops, with the freed bees, their queen returned to them. What's um, it smell like? And also, is the smoke from the body calming the bees? Uh-huh. Well, I moved the hive away from him. They they do seem a lot chiller, though, now that they don't feel threatened. Um, smoke from the body smells like burning flesh. I Unpleasant. Will, um, Jeltrin, could you apologize to the bees on my behalf? I didn't mean to offend them. Right oh, of course. I was, I was buzzing in frustration. I, I understand, absolutely. Um, and and tell them we approve of their love with Sir Amador. Of course, yes. And I will start communicating all of that in, in dance, as I also would like to use Druid Craft to, to start putting out the flames. <laughs> so, yeah. As you get close enough to the body to put out the flames, you can see that just around the bend is a large uh, open space where there seems to be the mouth of a cave. Of course, oh. there's always a cave. Birch to throw Hawkins fire. 
So, I'll make a few uh, grammar corrections. <laughs> the bees tell you cave is home. Oh, the cave. The cave is their home. There's a there's a cave around this way. Um, should we should we take them all, Amador? Should we take your lady home? Yes. My love, I know you're already carrying the transformed unicorn, but could you help us with the uh, hive as well? Of course. Mm. I mean, I could help if need be, and I will. <laughs> need be. Uh. And I will say in B, don't be alarmed. They are very logical creatures. It's okay. all right. I turn into my giant spider form. Is and there anything off Mudlump's body that In we your giant take? spider form, you have no hands. <laughs> You're going to carry it in your mouth? The staff holding the thing, yes. <laughs> I... I have to do more research on spider mouths. I don't think they're as dexterous as you think they are. <laughs> just Goldstice's question. Um, it appears that most of his clothes were destroyed in the fire. Um, you do see that there's a few little, like, beekeeping things left over, like a, a smoke pail. Um, there's some vials of honey that he's collected. Uh, those are now in your inventory. Um, approaching where the bees said were uh, their home, you find uh, inside the cave a tumble-down moss-covered ruins. Um, it seems that this was at one point uh, more of an actual structured home that has fallen into decay. There's a small garden within um, where there are six foot tall mushrooms, uh, three feet wide as they go up. Um, they're hollowed out, and within each of them is a cask with uh, caps serving as the lid of the mushrooms. <laughs> and you can see that each of these are uh, full of a fermented mixture of water and honey. Mead. Mushroom wine. <laughs> There's a great beehive, considerably larger than the one that was carried into the cave. Um, <laughs> like an ancient rotted out tree stump to one side of this destroyed tower. It's about 10 feet tall, twice as wide as the opening. Uh, and at the top, you can see there are bees swarming around, kind of coming in and out lazily as they come down to the mushroom caps and go up through a tunnel in the top of the cave that leads to light outside. So um, Jeltra will carefully set down the hive as close to the actual, the larger hive um, as she can. Polinella comes out of the hive, followed by the swarm from within that are surrounding her, and she makes her way closer to this larger hive. All of the bees come out and swarm around her, and you can barely see her for a moment. And as they disperse, it's clear that she's been cleaned and groomed. It almost shines with a sparkle as they seem to float just below her, nearly in reverence. She takes a moment to fly back to Amador, landing on his flower and walking around a little bit, settling down and rubbing her little bee body, and then stands up. And he waves as she flies back in her hive, followed by her swarm, reunited once more. We'll put a strong and understanding hand on Ampator's shoulder. My task has been completed. And he bows to the hive. Only great hero 
chooses the good of the realm over the love of the Greek one. <laughs> Should we celebrate? In the yeah. off. <laughs> yes. Have at it. Get into the meat, I guess. Yeah. Absolutely. Is any of the meat ready? It seems the casts are arrayed, arranged in order of their being aged. Um, so one of them is much stronger than the other two. One is at its ready point and one's a little watery. I start setting up camp. Yeah, there we're is... going to have a celebration. That means we're going to have to sleep. <laughs> On the opposite side of the quarter from this giant hive, a large stone mound that appears to be made into a bed with makeshift scraps woven into a blanket on top of it and a stack of hay having been used as a pillow that appears to be cyclops-sized. Uh, bed! Yeah. It was his home. Thought so. He walked right into his trap. Well, technically we broke into his house and murdered him. Yeah, or something like that. Yeah. No. We don't need to get into technics and specifics. Andador needed the blood of vengeance. And he goes and settles down kind of next to the hive and just sits and sings to the bees. Yay. I play. Gleam immediately goes to the strongest tap. <laughs> this place is weird. <laughs> I will drop my spider. I mean, what form. do you expect? We're three mirrors deep. <laughs> drop my spider form and um tell the well, I, technically I think he probably took over the home of the bees. And, um, you know, then, because they, they said it was, <laughs> <laughs> well, someone get me one from the strongest, please. I bring you over just the tiniest <laughs> insulting cup. <laughs> I, and which one's for me? <laughs> While he's bringing it over, Percy goes up and grabs a full-size cup. Wait, are these ogre-sized cups? They are, most of them are. I mean, there's like random little like bowls and things that we probably have our own cups. Yeah, you're probably have our own chalices. I'm grabbing normal cup, normal to a medium sized person. Excellent. And then as we, as Kate continues to drink, the playing gets louder and more boisterous. I'll join in. Yeah, me too. Violin, violin it up. Violin, and I'll do the hair dance just in case there's any hair around. Okay. Never hurts to make sure. A wall hanging starts moving. <laughs> the framing of the blanket like starts to wiggle, waggle. Beautiful. He made it from whatever he could find. So the wiggle, waggle of the blanket is it enough to be a significant amount of this material? It's five feet across. So it's like five feet of it. Mm -hmm. Is that useful? I don't know what we should use hair for. Grab it, blind somebody briefly. I'd have to dance during combat. That's true. That's probably a full action. But you were willing. You were willing to like moon somebody in the middle of combat to stop her from using her powers. Well, then, what's the difference between dancing and showing off your butt? I think as I'm playing my violin, there are so many differences between dancing and showing your butt. Dancing is an art form. Showing your butt is crude. At this point, it's probably her. <laughs> like, watch this. And he turns over and just bends. Wiggles his butt a little and he's playing. Do you lift your tail? No. Because you can take it very quickly to an auto cool place. <laughs> that would be indecent. 
What are the rest of you doing that are not playing music? Clap it along. Drinking. <laughs> Every once in a while, I ask Percy to. Yeah, refill. <laughs> and then I. Solstice, as you are clapping and stamping your foot, the rocks around you are kind of rattling as this is happening. <gasps> uh, one of them, uh, about head height, comes loose and thuts to the ground. There's something that is a little shiny behind it. Have shoved into the rock face. <laughs> I investigate that. Dancing brother. was so boisterous. We did an investigation check. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you don't really need to necessarily. It's a tap. tap That's, that is perfect. It's right in front of you, and you are a little drunk, so that it all works out. Um, out of this, you pull out something that's long. It seems to have been like stuffed back in behind this rock for hiding. And you have a quiver of Alona. Interesting. Each of the quiver's three compartments connects to an extra dimensional space that allows the quiver to hold numerous items while never weighing more than two pounds. The shortest compartment can hold up to 60 arrows, bolts, or similar objects. The mid-sized compartment holds up to 18 javelins or similar objects. The longest compartments hold up to six long objects, bows, <laughs> quarterstaffs, or spears. Hmm. That's really cool. Is it? Can you spell that name? Quiver of what? E H O N N A. E H L O N N A. You got it. Okay. Sweet. That's awesome. Well, this is an interesting hiding spot. Hmm. It's not ogre-sized, right? No. Oh, okay. Hmm, I wonder if this was put here by the miners, or if the ogre found it. So, having consumed quite a bit of meat, as soon as I see that, I, oh, throw down, or not throw down, but stop playing my flutes. <laughs> I wonder what else is hidden here, and I'll start going up <laughs> after the wall. Roll, roll investigate. Next one, the binder prize wins, and I put my loot away, and I start running around looking for stuff, too. Go ahead and roll investigation. I put my violin down. Natural one. <laughs> I am with drunk. gleam. With gleam. <laughs> investigation. Uh, does the booze help my investigation? Uh, um, no. Okay. It does not. We church. To quote John Mulaney, no! <laughs> Eleven. Okay. I am honoring the nat 20. Woo! I am acknowledging the nat 20. So... You don't find anything. You're just like throwing rocks around. No, um, one gets one bonks me in the head. <laughs> As me and Gleam just cover our drinks, so rocks don't so <laughs> As yeah, as you you throw one that hits Kate in the head, and then Ooh. causes him to fall and dislodge another rock, underneath which is an empty crystal vial shaped like a pixie dangling at the end of a delicate silver chain. Then <laughs> laying on the ground. Oh, well, you you drinks on the rocks? It's a cave of wonders. Even in your little bit of a stupor, <laughs> with your natural 20, you start recognizing patterns and telling the difference between rocks that were moved and were not moved. Um, a lot of the times you can see that like the ones that have been dislodged had kind of a shadow around them as a hole was dug out behind or beneath them. And you use that to see next to the bed there's one, and you're able to pry it off of the wall to find an untuned lyre of exquisite quality. I'm just pulling rocks off the wall. Kate. Is that a loot? Can Kate? you play the liar? I can. Is this is it is it something? It is. That's pretty. That is gorgeous. I will give it to Kate. When you said untuned, do you mean it has to be tuned or attuned? It has to be tuned. Okay. 
I would like to to me. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and uh, and roll a dexterity check. I just like your music even sounds. Sleight of hand. That's pretty cool. Harps and lyres are really cool. It is not It seems that because of the exquisite quality, it's going to take a focused mind and clarity to be able to bring this instrument from years of uh, disuse. But even so, it is this beautiful silver with golden uh, strings and string guard, seemingly woven with more silver within. But still surprisingly light. As I am now pretty drunk, I'm going to use Mage Hand, which is just my swarm, to pants Percy. <laughs> Percy, roll a deck save. Uh, that's uh, six. Five. It's not going to meet the spell save DC. Percy is pantsed as he's facing the wall, looking at more stones. <laughs> a full moon not, you all. Not full moon, just down to his underwear, if he wears it. <laughs> Percy? What is Percy's underwear? Checking whether he wears underwear. He does. Okay. What's it look like? It's a bunch Bright of... pink. It's a bunch of bees just swarm your pants and then, like, lower them and then fly. <laughs> it's pixie pink. <laughs> <laughs> a sight to behold. I would have done it to Kate, but he doesn't wear pants. <laughs> Gleam spits her meat, cackling. <laughs> You're still there. I would never joke. You're a lady. Or something. Percy looks at you and, like, points a finger and, like, starts mouthing something. And is like, no. No. It's fine. And then he just kicks his pants off. Woo! And... Keep drinking. I slam down my cup and just chuck my pants uh, just down to my little loin, the, the, the loincloth that looks like briefs. Ditto. Mm -hmm. I am very embarrassed, like red now, like everybody's in their pants. I, and I feel awkward thinking that I need to do that too. But I'm not drunk enough. Deep in the eye and go, never feel pressure to do anything you don't want. I. Take a big, I take a big swig of my drink, put my cup down, and I make a show like I'm going to take my pants off, and I just go, and I all my fur goes, but nothing changes. Uh, the fur like goes, ruffles, ruffles. Thank you. I would like to use May Chan to put Percy's pants on Cade. <laughs> I see what's happening, and I don't. <laughs> All right, no save necessary then. Okay, but how big are Percy's pants versus how? They large? wouldn't sit on him. They're both well, are you small, small creatures. Are you small? Yeah. Okay. Then, I mean, they're a little short, but they do fit. Prepared for the blood, I am. I mean, are you all Are you all taking a long rest? Here? Right. That food? No, just your rations. Then I throw out crickets to everyone. <laughs> Wait, mushrooms are edible. But not mushrooms that have been repurposed for. <laughs> can I can I do a nature check to see if any part of these mushrooms are edible? Sure. Yay. <laughs> There's honeycomb. Can we ask Pollyanna for some honeycomb? Sure. Pollinella, goodness. So eight for my <laughs> nature check. They are definitely poisonous. Don't eat those! <laughs> I looked down at my drink. Should we be drinking this? Maybe that's why it's really effective. 
Leem, I can't help but notice that you're still wearing pants. Don't feel pressured to do anything that all. you don't want to do. But also... I'm wearing <laughs> pants that aren't mine. Percy, do you want these back? It's a party. I don't care. I'm very comfortable. Does that mean she's taking her pants off or it means she's keeping her pants? She's very comfortable with her pants. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, Amador asks Polinella for some honeycomb. It is allotted. It brings kind of a stack of dripping honeycomb over to the group and sets it down. It's like the 3 a.m. Jack of the Box yes. meal. Yeah. <laughs> Sugar and wax for all. Sugar and wax for all. Percy's going to lay in the middle of the floor and just start gnawing on him. He's funny coming that he's dipping into the mead. Yes. And then, like, after after we've gotten even drunker i'm gonna stand up and go my husband is one of the grand protectors of the moon woods and so by marriage i am kind of a noble and so i pronounce you and paul paulana paulanella dandelion and b you may now kiss your bride. Did he just marry them when they didn't want to be married? They didn't explicitly we... consent to being married. Oh, indeed. Dandelion and B. <laughs> Forevermore. And Polydell is kind of resting on one of his petals and just kind of like moves around and settles back down. Beautiful. That was lovely. From the ground. <laughs> Sometime, roughly eight hours later, <laughs> you all awaken in various states. <laughs> Gleam, having fallen asleep, <laughs> leaned up against the wall with a half-full mug still in hand. Amador, having not partaken as a flower. Uh, <laughs> we poured some on his roots at some point. Sits <laughs> <laughs> uh, well-rested and comes over to shake each of you awake one by one. Ambador? I thought that now my quest was complete. It would be a good time to get on to yours. Yes, in three more hours. Not so loud. Someone turn the sun down. There is no sun. Yeah. <laughs> walk in We're after in a exercising. Beautiful <laughs> morning. I feel like my god's just pretty good. Like, Fall asleep like in the opening of the cave, so he's the one person that just has sun across his head. <laughs> <laughs> I move my swarm over Cade so he is not in the sun anymore. <laughs> oh, excellent. Warrior King. Indeed. Well, sunlight is... You know, we really should come up with a plan for the mine. How do, can, is, can I get a sense, if I like walked around a little bit, can I get a sense of how far the mine is from where we are? We're stones of good lucks. Walking around outside... Right. It seems that you've lived in like almost a circular path around the Fey Beacons and going the opposite direction, you actually got back to the Fey Beacons within 15 minutes or so. Okay, so I have no idea how to get to the mines. Well, so from the Fey Beacons, they were just a bit south. Oh my god. Okay. So even though it kind of took you guys some hours to walk around and then run into the Cyclops and then find this cave and come back, the other direction goes right back. Okay. It is clear without Ampador, we would be hopelessly lost. Um, it's full light, so we've lost the element of surprise. Maybe we should go undercover. Act as laborers. My love, but it's in a mine with light matter. 
I just mean that the workday is well under hand. But we don't even know what these creatures are. I thought we wanted to attempt diplomacy. Okay, that's why I'm asking what the plan is. Mm. Well... Diplomacy, though, they are minions of the hell. According what to we give the racist, potentially They're... racist, Stone Queen. They're suspected minions of the hag, but we don't know if by compulsion or by obligation. What the bunny said. That's good. That's true. You look so good in pants. Are you still wearing pants? Percy wakes up in the Cyclops' bed alone when you have that whole slab of space. <laughs> I slept so well. <laughs> but not pants. Did you better? Percy. Did you have Cape cuddle? Probably, yes. Sweet. Percy, he found that little pixie necklace. Is that magical? Uh, give me 11 minutes. I feel okay. really pretty wrong. It'll be just enough time to pee. Oh, the new, that new beautiful wire. Can I start trying to tune it? Yeah, go ahead and roll a, a slide of hand again. Can I assist? Can I? While peeing? Sure. I'm like listening to him. I'm like, no, 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 it's tighter. <laughs> uh, 13. It is not totally in tune, but it is much, much better. I'll keep working at it throughout the day. Cade, is there... Lower your next DC. Cade, uh, is there a realm of understanding that when you uh, fully tune that, it, like, turns into some kind of monster that tries to kill us? I mean, at this point, nothing would surprise me. However, I don't... This doesn't feel at all... Gleam, does that happen in this mirror? Instrument creatures? Not that I've seen... But I'd also never seen this swarm of bees in a hive that size. And she looks up at the ten-foot-tall hive. It is beautiful. I have not been here as long as it seems. I apologize. I'm just wondering. Last night will always be remembered as the night we feasted on delicious mead, had the freshest honeycomb I've ever tasted, mm. and... I had very little worry. We had found out that the thing we were drinking out of was incredibly poisonous. What? In the light of day and sobered, these are common mushrooms. Oh no, these are fine. Who told you they're poisonous? You did. No, these are, and I'll rattle off. So it's like, no, these are fine. Are they poisonous or are they not poisonous? I don't know. Eats one. Um. It is. We do it at the same time. An empty crystal vial shaped like a pixie. <laughs> um, can I take another 11 minutes and cast Detect Magic to see if anything else in here things? Uh, the hive lights up mm -hmm. and the quiver of Alonor lights up. Keep oh, it doesn't? Or the wire? It's just really nice. Cool. I go through and I like hold against it and I pull the strings a little bit, get them to stretch out a little. Keep tuning it. Almador comes forward with a sack that's dripping. Polinella, bring these for our journey. What are they? Uh, more honeycomb. Well, I guess it breaks up the monotony of the crickets. It's a little sticky. I've lost a couple of leaves. Um, I was going to say we could put it in a bag of holding, but we don't have one. <laughs> As I... Put it in your pocket, game. The waistcoat of holding. All right. 
But the worst part is, is because technically a bag of holding, you can only fit something that fits in the top of the bag. So you have to like break it up into little pieces. <laughs> you can just reach into the pocket now and just pull out pieces of honeycomb. <laughs> I mean, unless it doesn't work that way. Is it more like cartoon physics where it's just like you can just put the whole bag in there? <laughs> Within reason. Yeah. For a sight gag. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to see a Mary Poppins uh, like, honeycomb. No, a, uh, like a coat hanger. Yes. Or a 10 foot pole. Yes. <laughs> it fits in the top of the pocket. <laughs> all right. Um, are you all setting off? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I have that. I'm just checking my spells for the day. Sorry, guys. Go ahead. We can continue. Uh, I am going to remove the. Um, Boggle hair from the blanket. Okay. So you have five feet of corded hair. Corded hair. Did he get the tune? He was close, but he didn't finish it. Can I attempt to help him because I'm proficient with Tinker's tools? Sure. Okay. You guys can take another stab at it. Cool. So that would be like advantage? Yeah, I don't have that spell. I have guidance. Mm -hmm. Guide yourself. Why don't you use that every time you do anything? It just seems meta. <laughs> I hope video. 18. Finally, yeah. after both Cody and Percy have helped, it sounds beautiful. And getting it perfectly in tune, it resonates throughout the cave and the bees fall silent. Mm. I play the opening riff from Welcome Home by Cogan and Cambria. I wish I was one of the music nerds to understand that obviously funny joke. <laughs> Why that one? It's just such a... Have you seen nine? Yeah. It's in there. As you finish, the bees resume their humming. <laughs> I, um, is, uh... Polinella, like available, or is she like in the hive now? Um, she is in the hive, but you can request her availability. Uh, Polinella, my queen, floats at the top, lazily comes down, and will kneel and hold out a hand. <laughs> you have been a gracious host and a wonderful companion. I will take her little bee limb and kiss her on the hand. <laughs> I want to day speak with animals on this interaction. Yes, I speak with animals. <laughs> what did she He's say? Like, Damn it! Now I have to make her speak. I do not know why you giant folk are so interested in us, but whatever you are here for, I appreciate being reunited and the company of this lovely flora. You mean your, your flower love? This is in B. <laughs> yes, my lovely flower. No, you, your love, the flower. The lovely flower. Cody looks distraught <laughs> and goes, Fare thee well, maiden. Lovely flower, lovely flower. She goes back over to Amador and like settles down and still kind of like nuzzles against Jeltra. You don't see lovely flower. <laughs> Jeltra, you don't speak Sylvan, right? Uh, no. I turn to you. 
I need so many hugs. Uh, okay. Are you okay, Cody? And then in Sylvan, I tell you what just happened. You... Yeah, you didn't... She doesn't love him. You just pronounced them... That's okay. Uh, you just pronounced them... Is I thought you were talking in common. No, 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 sorry. Okay. <laughs> you just pronounced them bee and flower as Nikkei is, is hugging you. It's okay. But it's unrequited, like your love for Jeltra. But I use our nickname for Jeltra so she doesn't hear her name. <laughs> it's it's your uh it's like your situation with the elfie one. <laughs> hey, I would I wouldn't go that far, okay, Cody? I mean, have you even told her? Who says unrequited? You well, it's unrequited until you know that it's requited. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he comes down and nuzzles against his stock before returning to her hive. And he bows again. And, and Sylvan goes. <laughs> I know the tone. <laughs> oh, no. I will remind you all, they've never spoken. <laughs> I know, but Cody's just this hopeless romantic who is entirely too invested in other people's love lives. <laughs> I, I look at Cody and I go, hmm, and I turn to Jeltra. Jeltra, you know you're an amazing being, right? Well, thank you. So are you. Thank you. And so my, that is not what we were talking about. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh. <laughs> common. Common. After they were doing that. No? Oh, no. Okay. Get really red. <laughs> the dandelion and the bee. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, isn't that what she was doing, nuzzling into his? No, she is a stone-called, heartless harpy of a bee, and uh, uh, I will not speak of her anymore. Uh, uh, I look at Amber. Comes up and says in Sylvan. Fuck. <laughs> you didn't even check. <laughs> While I appreciate everyone's concern, <laughs> the love that I received and the love that I gave were exactly what I expected. You are a nobler flower than myself. <laughs> I am shattered. <laughs> I turned to final flower wilted. <laughs> I turned to Doctor to fill you in. Parker <laughs> is dying over Percy is like creeping closer. Oh, sorry, Percy. <laughs> I go and stand between you two. Um, so on. So Amador loves Polynella, but Polynella called Amador a lovely flower, and Cody oh, can't agree, but Cody can't wrap his head around the fact that it's lovely flower and not flower that she loves. Oh. So there was a little oh. bit of a misunderstanding, however, it seems to be okay. Cody just can't handle that. I think for her kind, being her lovely flower may be the closest thing to love. It's true. She does have sex with all the males in the hive, like daily. <laughs> I stick out a lot. Beautiful understanding. And as I told you, our relationship is never one of physical debauchery. I kiss Amador. <laughs> you know, which faith Basically, it's just like shoving your faith into the flower. Like... <laughs> 
But I do think. And as you're still <laughs> same tone of voice, like nothing being blocked at all. But I do think it is time that we depart. Yes. My mission is complete. Yes. Noble. Most noble of knights. It's a very lovely flower. Still with Cody pressed into his face. Homeward! <laughs> I disengage. Face covered in pollen. <laughs> Petals sticking out here and there. He reaches up and, and brushes the pollen off with a leafy hand. And I turn to my companions and just apologies. I was taken by the moment. I find it very reassuring and lovely that you feel things so deeply. I just... What do you mean deeply? Well, strongly. What do you just, mean? We just watched a flower get its heart shattered by a bee, and then he nobly accepted the sacrifice. I did. I do know he got his heart don't shattered. shattered at all. He seems very. Everyone is doing uh, very well right now, Cody, except for you. I am satisfied with the job well done. We had an excellent night. Yes, it seems nice like one. you do not need to be upset on the sir, the sir knight's behalf. This romance just left your heart. Is it soon to be that you will toss me aside for some mundane pursuit like brewing or inmaking? Actually, I will there's... not be dignifying that with a response. I'm just that... saying, where has your heart gone? <laughs> Cody, there Can is you something feel my heart? that Solstice and I do need to tell you. Hmm. I'm joking. I thought I was trying to make a joke and make it. Oh, I understood where you were going. Oh, hey, really... Give me the, the cold heart. <laughs> Almondor and Gleam have followed Solstice out of the cage. <laughs> I I can offer you a cold shoulder as I turn. Oh! At two. <laughs> have you all turned your pants situation back? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Reluctantly. Because <laughs> now I'm like, pants. Mm. And now you can't know. Donald Duck it. Your dick is. I know. <laughs> I have underwear on. I do my pretty little pink boxers on. Wearing pants now, as that was supporting. And Delta complimented them on me. Next time we meet some frogs, we can ask them for pants. As you all make your way back down the path in the direction that Temp Solstice has. Uh, has Good catch. That Temporarily, Solstice was exploring earlier. Um, you find your way very shortly back to the Bay Beacons, as whatever path you took to get here was way longer than what this would have taken you to get here. Um, and from there, in the distance, Briganok Mine still looms ahead. Do I hear the tinking of the... It is incessant and only comes when the wind seems to blow this way. Mm. When it settles, it's gone. You guys hear that? Can you hear the people sing, singing the song of angry pickaxes? No. <laughs> can you hear the picks tonight? I was going to go with mining men. We mining all come men, up with our men. own pickaxe themed yeah. parodies as Wait, we walk. On me. <laughs> making your way downtown, uh, making your way towards down to the pickaxes, losing sight and regaining sight of the towering heights of the mine in the distance. Uh, you make your way back past Lockbury Henge that you can see the Korids hurling rocks towards the mines that never reached nearly far enough. But it is cathartic for them. Are they anywhere in our path? Are we worried about getting hit with rocks? 
Not where you are okay. right now. It seems most of them fall off the cliffside. Got it. It is truly a, uh, a fraught endeavor for the Korids. Would it be, to kind of retcon just a little bit if we can, would it be out of our way to go and check on Sephira? Was that her name? Fenia? 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 The goblin. Yes, the goblin girl. I feel like the more times we visit her, the higher the chance of somebody following us and finding her. I just want to make sure she's okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know what it's like to be on your own in the wilderness, you know, but I wasn't that young when my mother passed if away. If you had so... love in your life, you would never be alone again. I did have love yourself. in my life. Yeah. I <laughs> angrily shake you off. <laughs> As you cross... <laughs> Towards that plateau, seeing the side of the mountain where she had her cave hideaway, and little goblin hand shoots out and grabs a go- or grabs a lizard. Wow. You doing okay? And then there's the sound of... <laughs> She's good. She's good. Oh, hello. Hi. Tail gone. How, how, have you been all right? Spent the night okay? Yes. Good. She just reaches onto the wall and grabs a piece of moss. <laughs> oh, we've got some honeycomb. Give her a piece. <laughs> she reaches into Cade's pocket. <laughs> she takes the honeycomb, she puts it on the moss, and she smushes it all up until it's just a little sticky ball and pops the whole thing in her mouth. <laughs> we helped some bees yesterday after we talked to you, and then a prank. I think we bottled some mead, too, if you want some of that. No, no, too, no, 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 not yet. Well... Maybe if we water it down? This is fine. If you're gonna drink this too, well, you can go to bed. That's, it'll help you sleep. I'll leave her a bottle of the watered down mead. <laughs> she said there was one that was real weak. Is it glass? Mm-hmm. It looks really gross, but okay. <laughs> She like, puts it in a corner where you can see just like several pieces of lizards that she's eaten parts of and left on the side. Well, I just wanted to make sure that you were all right. I just, I know it's, sometimes it's a little scary being on your own. Um, but we're working on getting to helping your parents and... Reminds me, should we tell her about the... No, we shouldn't tell her about that. <laughs> the goblin procession came by, and I don't think they saw me, but it was comforting. Goblin procession? They go by uh, nightly to honor the dead. Oh. Huh, ironic. But I think my parents are still in the castle. Well, okay. if they're in the castle, then we're going to try and find them as best we can. Okay. Tell them I'm in the Lizard Moss Cave. Lizard Moss Cave will do. They'll know what that means. Okay. Glad they know. We're going to see if we can find a shortcut or a secret way in. I don't want to give you too much information just for your safety, though. Okay. And her head's kind of inching over as you talk. That's fine. Enjoy. (laughs) Wriggling Lizard. Okay. I'll see you later. Bye. Bye. As the lizard gets shaken about, its tail flying off. <laughs> Bites the head off and puts the carcass by the Whoa, side. Whoa! Keep all it right. for later. Yeah. There you go. Take a plan. She's a strong, independent goblin. I'm glad she's okay. Yeah. Concerned about her nutritional. I mean, it seems to be serving her just fine right now. 
Maybe this is a place that her parents have told her about that is safe and that they're used to going, especially if her parents know about it. Hopefully they didn't kill her parents. Yeah, hopefully. And we're just going to walk. <laughs> Within a few hours of walking again, um, you pass multiple lightning rods in the sky. It is not storming enough right now for them to be activated as kind of this mid-morning fog that's lifting and settling uh, creates a lighter sky above, still completely covered in clouds. Um, you pass by where you had seen the pageant wagon previously, the trail of where it left still stopping where it vanished. And finally, end up in a forested area. How did we walk past the thing that we passed earlier and end up in a different place? No, remember I said retconning a little bit just to go see her. No, but I mean, we walked past the... So we walked to this... This... Uh, it's just commenting yep. on how it doesn't yep. make any it's sense. It's because we came from that way, not that way. A bird cause. Whatever you need to tell yourself! <laughs> exactly. Um, bird speaks common. This sparse... And is strangely perceptive. <laughs> <laughs> this sparse forest um, doesn't seem to have much life in it. But as you are approaching the massive structure that seems to be a hewn mountain almost in front of you, you hear the sound of hundreds of tiny pickaxes and hammers chipping away at stone. It emanates from the mouth of a cave that has fingers of rock reaching skyward above it. Statues of irate, hairy creatures with cloven hooves are positions that they lean around trees and peer over boulders, all staring balefully at the cave entrance. Hello. Like Korids. There's more Korids down here? No, they've been turned to stone. If you remember, if anybody wants to roll a history check to see if you remember. Oh, no. I remember. Uh, Eleven. Four. I actually remember. So, <laughs> Gialtra doesn't know about this, but you two remember that they talked about carving Korid statues to try and scare the Briganocks. And they place them in front of the caves so they never come out. That's Ooh, right. That's very that's well right. done. Whereas I just think they turn them into stone. No, no, no they're we, statues, Gialtra. We have to be worried about... Well, yes, because they got turned to stone. No, I mean, they told us that they carved stone statues and put them at the entrance to scare the Bakugogs. My brain's still fuzzy. He's right. Yeah. Okay. What are you oh. whispering about? Oh. <laughs> I'm shocked, too, to be frank. <laughs> I thought your name was Nikit. Did you have an uncle for you? had an uncle Frank. I had an uncle Frank. Frank. Possible to be being blunt. No yes. spoken that had to be. Wow. In a private place, perhaps. Are you guys okay? <laughs> I will follow you. So I take you off to the side and I try and take your hand again. I let you. Can I roll perception? Because I would have been interested in what's happening. You better roll stealth, bud. <laughs> I have ears. <laughs> I don't know if I want to use Pass Without a Trace right now. <laughs> you can roll Perception. Goldsmith. Not a pet name or some other thing, as I take to use those for granted. I do not wish to go into this mine and potentially die with this uneasiness between us. 
I apologize for the words I said. I was in the throes of emotion, as you know I am wont to do, and still unused to being able to hide what I truly feel. I deeply apologize if I offended. I appreciate that. You wound me when you doubt my love. Have I not made the biggest sacrifice one could make for true love? And to, to imagine that I would just throw you aside. It's just my fault, maybe. I have not been as open with you about my emotions lately. We've been distracted. We haven't made love in hours and hours. And, and honestly, the greatness of the sacrifice that you made for our love is often what makes me the most insecure. For I fear someday you will grow to resent me and your new form. Yes, I can see why you would have that concern. And I also, I share it, but I try every day to be happy about the choices that I've made. And I always succeed. If the roles were reversed, I would do it in a heartbeat. Let us hope that we do not have to make any more sacrifices. Should we return to the others? They're probably very concerned that we're either making love or arguing. Yes, they're probably definitely very concerned. Yes. I take your hand and I walk back to the group. <laughs> With your 18, you heard most of it. <laughs> As you guys come back, my ears are pointed forward, and then I notice. <laughs> I take no notice of that. <laughs> well, lovely afternoon. You will be pleased to know that me and Solstice have come to understand a greater understanding and love for each other, and the shameful display of emotion uh, on our part earlier today uh, has been resolved. <laughs> and we apologize deeply for any discomfort it caused. Take heed, young lovers. Squirrels and spats are a normal part of every relationship. But as long as you are open to communication. Communication is key. Telling people how you feel is key. <laughs> I look at Amador and Gleam. Oh, <laughs> Let us go. Relationships have squirrels? She meant squirrels. I know. <laughs> but we call our squirrels squirrels because when I was young, I couldn't use the SQ. So we started, uh, no, the not without the S. It's hard to say quarrels, so we would just call them squirrels. I wouldn't think that any display of emotion, if it's true, would be shameful. Indeed. But definitely. Better out than in. Talking about it. I mean, that's you, what Granny would say. Especially truly, when I was angry at Mom. You're truly wise beyond your years. <laughs> I think it's just living in the woods. By, you have a lot of time to think when you're by yourself. In the we woods. mostly made love, honestly. It's a great time saver. Time, time waster? Time, well, I wouldn't call time it waste. It's a great activity to participate in. It's a great in. pastime. <laughs> a hobby, even. Yes, uh, uh, and a location. No, you know, it's actually a Points great... Points at the entry of the mind. <laughs> Did we want... Yes, let us continue. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes, we should not speak of this. Our friend is incapable of mammalian reproduction. It was probably uncomfortable. Uh, but more so, I just thought you all wanted to, you know... I would never go into a death situation with 
with, with bad feelings between my companions and my love. Oh, not at all, but I, I assume those were handled. At this point, yes. Well, Gleam and I will guard the entrance. You're not coming with? Hmm. I don't like lighted areas. Oh. What if it was pleasantly unlighted? Perhaps. All right, let's go. <laughs> I start going. Okay. I follow. As you step inside the cave, the tapping noise stops. I'm going to... Hey, oh. As soon as... Well, <laughs> as soon as that happens, I want to cast past without a trace on else. Oh, I thought we were going to go in. Oh, wait, are we? See. Oh, are we doing deploy? Okay. Deploy. Never mind. Never mind. That's why I would just be like, then I will Hail, dark visions. Hell workers of this mine, we come to parlay with you. There's no response, but shortly after you speak, the tapping noises resume. Oh, okay. All right, I move towards I'm in, I'll take out a torch. Uh, the mine as you enter is a twisting labyrinth. It seems that there's every wind and wake as it goes forward. The walls are covered with small glittering particles that light up as you hit with your torch. Beautiful. <laughs> um, as you wander deeper, the pathways seem to be constructed. They're all about an even size. Um, just large enough for like a, a pony to get through. I don't need the torch. You enchanted one of my buttons with light, didn't you? It's only five feet. And those ran out. Those are done. Torch then. About ten minutes in, you haven't encountered any sense of life yet. And the tapping still oh. seems to be coming from every direction at once. Are there options? So that was gonna be my question. So like do we feel like given the sound of the tapping, we should have encountered something by now? Um, I'm very most of the offshoots that you've come on are just small little empty rooms, some of which okay. have little tables in them, some of which are just empty. How? Like, are they dusty? Do they look used? Uh, so far, everything seems to be in the same state of use. It seems like um, most of this area is active. Okay. Do know what these things look like? At roughly that 10 minute mark, there's a room that opens up further. <laughs> about 100 feet long, and at the end of it is another little archway that matches the door that you entered through. And are there any signs of life, or any footprints, any tools laying about? On either side of the main pathway that you've been walking, uh, there are tracks, as if for mine carts, that enter out of smaller doors and into smaller doors. Okay. There are pillars on either side that have gems stuck in them, lighting the room with a soft, warm glow. Mm. Torch out. I need everyone to make a constitution save. Oh no! Oh. Save. Are we getting drunk again? Yeah! <laughs> It's been so long since I've been drunk. Constitution. Six. Twelve. Eight. Thirteen. Seven. Okay. That's sad. The Jeltra got the best. <laughs> Hold on. Is this for? Is this some kind of charm effect? Um, it is a charm effect okay. that okay. will cause you to fall asleep. Well, I can't, magic can't put me to sleep. That's Everybody in the room yeah. but Jeltra. And as you're walking across, commenting on the scenery, slowly mm. drifts to the ground. 
Oh, can we just do it fast? And I just, like walk in and go, yes. <laughs> and at the end, the only one left, Jeltra, standing in the middle of your friends who have all passed out on the ground. Guys. 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 Do I wake? wake? She rustles I'm me. I'm trying to disturb them now. Um, okay. Then I... W- oh, shit. This is not going to work. adorable for all my moths from my swarm to just be, like, cuddled Did up. Did I get rid of it? <laughs> you just picked spells today. I did. And I meant to, like... I got dark vision and I was thinking, oh, I can get to spell magic, but I won't need that. <laughs> Always to spell magic. Counter spell and spell magic should matter. Everyone's spell is at all times. Damn it. <laughs> all right. Then I will. Then I am going to. I don't trust what's going on around me, so then I'm going to cast Pass Without a Trace on myself. And try and stealth away are you gonna hide or stand in the middle of the room no i'm gonna hide okay i'm hiding i want to see what she has passed without trace and then she turns into a naked mole rat if you're a wolf do you think you have that hide in plain sight thing if i'm a wolf nature's veil it's like if she was behind mist or a waterfall or something okay isn't it shadows no a wood elf a wood elf Oh. Is it sh- I think well, he's actually only yeah. Right, but you get that wood elf descent thing. If you choose it, I'm going to choose this. She just wanted to see 26. 26. Okay, as you hide behind one of the pillars silently, five minutes later, you hear the sounds of tiny wheelbarrows peeking out from behind the pillar. Eight Briganocks. What does a Briganock look like? Tiny wheelbarrows as they whistle to themselves. Kind of just pleasantly, they look like this. Cute. Oh my god, I've never wanted to play a kid more than yeah, you want to you want to show the audience, hey? Um, put this in Starfinder. Uh, each of them wheel, not having noticed you, their wheelbarrows around to the different players, and they have ropes and pythons and hammers in them, and they take them out and they start Pitening them into the ground and pitening on the other side and like start securing each of the sleepers down to the ground. Okay. How many are there? Eight. Eight of them. So much for you to take on. Yeah. Um. Okay. And they I'm are a... tiny. Fireball. Tiny. So the size of cats. <gasps> Kitty cats. Um. Okay. So then I will. Can you read their mind? They're fireballable. No. Well, As they stand around you all asleep. So what if they're Because I know if they're bad or not. That's true. I want to look at them and try and see if any of them have as, has anything distinct on them. Like any distinct object or... Uh, they all seem... I mean, they're all definitely individuals. They all are kind of slightly different in color. Okay. They wear different clothing. Um, none of them seem like they're uh, dressed in a manner that denotates like a leader or something of okay. that means. But they're all just kind of like humming and whistling and smiling and like chit-chatting back and forth to each other as they do their work. Do I recognize the language? Um, it is Sylvan. Shit. <laughs> of course I don't know Sylvan. Um, okay. So... Shoot. Are they being careful with my swarm, or are they being rude about it? You noticed as they do this, mm-hmm. there seems to be this feeling of pressure as suddenly all of the motions speed up. 
and all of them are moving much quicker. Do Almost they... as if they're in a time lapse. Okay. Does it seem like they're, aside from securing my friends to the ground, are they doing anything aggressive, overtly aggressive, like they're going to hurt them? No. No, they, they don't even take a pipe and throw it his clothing. They give it far away enough from the person that it won't Just damage kind of... anything with them. Okay. All right. I, I'll just, I'll keep watching for the time being and try and notice this time warp kind of thing. Within about a minute after it began, they're all done. They've all successfully pipened everybody down to the ground and are packing up the remaining tools into their wheelbarrows and then whistling, go back into the hallway from whence they came. Hmm. Okay. Um, I'm wondering if I hurt you guys, will you wake up? <laughs> I mean, you could do one point of damage, just like stab one of us. Wow. As you are debating this matter, mm -hmm. there's the sound from down the hallway as a tall, slender human clad in dark leather armor comes forward, their friendly face brightly illuminated by a tiny wisp of light that floats next to a mouse-sized creature perched on the human's shoulder. He looks over to the pillar where you stand. Greetings, trespasser. Didn't anyone ever teach you to knock? I'll step out and sit. There was there was no door. And that is where we're going tonight. <laughs> Dude, there was like four times tonight. I was like, he's gonna end it right there. He's gonna end it right there. Right there. <laughs> I was like, like the last 30 minutes, I've been like, like gonna happen? What's on gonna happen? the edge of shitting. Because I was like, I don't know when it's gonna end. <laughs> Thank you all so much for joining us tonight. We'll be back in about a half an hour for watching this live with the Candlekeep Mysteries. Say the name for me, Margarita. Vikrin's Zephyrian Tome. And if you're not watching it live, it's already posted on YouTube, so you can watch it now anyway. You uh, probably are. With that, thank you so much to all of our patrons Sparky, Dossie, Bid, Daniel, Leo's mom, Alistair, Sean, Rockleman, Deathsgrasp, Eric Fox, Meepo, and Dream Lover. We appreciate all of your support. If there's anything that you would like to see, whether you're a patron or just a viewer, please let us know. We're always looking for more suggestions on things that we can do that you guys would enjoy. So, yeah, keep and us also, posted. To address something on the Discord that I'm going to send out a message about, anyway, anyone anywhere in the world can send us snacks. <laughs> <laughs> and we will be sending prizes to I believe the only person that had a prize from the uh, from the blood sands was Brockoman, so we will be sending you your prize. The yeah. only one out of Tucson. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean, yes, out of Tucson. Uh, other people will just hand them to me. So. Yeah. Uh, with that, we'll come up with the tagline eventually. Eventually. Yeah, See you all soon. <laughs>